This is Jean, and we are Panay Podcast, Magically Disappoint Your Parents. We're back! You. Um, and we're back with fan mail today, Nicole. Can I, uh, can I give them some love? Um, please tell us about the fan mails. All right, so, um, at underscore Jewel Pop posted, um, you know how everyone's doing their Spotify rap, that um, she listened to us six episodes in one day, and Spotify's like, hey, you're doing a BB marathon, so, hey, um, thanks for binging us, the way people would binge Netflix episodes. Um, and second one is a really great letter uh, from at Cream, um, that's with a K, in a coochie. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, they wrote, I learned about your show a couple months ago when I was searching which podcast. I thought to myself, why are these all white people? How do I relate this back to myself? Oh, language matters. Try Bruja and see what comes up. And it was your show. I've been going through each episode on my commute to work since. I'm thankful for y'all. This is the diasporic podcast I never knew I needed. Thoughts, Nicole. <laughs> wow. First of all, um, Jewel Pop, you're so obsessed, and I am here for it. Um, Cream and a Coochie. <laughs> Best name ever. Um, I, uh, I mean, sorry that we don't have any actual bruja <laughs> things to, um, I don't know, information. I don't know, maybe maybe one day when we really get uh, down to our roots. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love new listeners. Yes, thank you. we're thankful for y'all. Yes. All right. Thanks for letting me uh, give some love to the fans here. Honestly, I'm you know we have fans that... Um, yeah, me either. I <laughs> I thought it was just our, our friends that like this. <laughs> and like, and they have to, well, they don't have to, but you know, there's like a bias there. Um, uh, oh, I lost my train of thought. It's okay. It's time to <sighs> check in. Check in. <laughs> How is your colonizer holiday, y'all? Oh, um, I'd love to go into it, but I also want to say that there is a third person on this uh, wonderful episode, and Gina from Team Hello. Cozy is here. Who? Check in. Gina, we'll, we'll tell you more about Gina, but Gina, how's your colonizer holiday? Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to say I had a good colonizer holiday, because it's mm. a colonizer holiday, but uh, um, spent some time with my family. Uh, we watched King of the Hill. Yes, um, me too. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was like, so it was a nice time spent with my family and stuff like that. And um, later I went, wait, did I go to, <laughs> I, I don't remember whether or not I visited my boyfriend's house after like my memory, like sucks, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a blur. Who knows? <laughs> like, I think, but I think I visited him. Yeah, I visited his family and uh brought a cheesecake and Aww. we watched hmm. some stuff yeah yeah cool. well, love his family shout yeah. out to liam's family shout yeah. out <laughs> if you're listening they're <laughs> <laughs> like on bated breath i guess um, we'll find out in the fan mail um <laughs> uh, november like really came and went mm-hmm. <laughs> felt like a long month to me. I don't know. Right. I, feel like I haven't seen both of you enough in my life in November. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, happy belated birthday to our first white guest. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm a quarter of a century. Oh, <laughs> so young and so wise. No quarter life cri- crisis for you. None. Okay. That's my um, wish. I can't make any promises on that. <laughs> um, I am now realizing that, like, I'm looking at our um, our outline, and it's just like bouncing of like a ping pong. <laughs> what a bunch of ADHD up in here! Um, honestly, it is. How do we get anything done at all? Um, so I guess uh, check ins. <laughs> but I'm supposed to be leading. Um, colonizer holiday was real chill. Um, it was also my mom's birthday, oh. so um, happy belated birthday, um, and reparenting is very interesting, 
and it sucks, but I'm very happy that like, um, I don't like my dad and I aren't talking to each other right um. now. Um, but it's cool because then my mom and I get to hang out more. Yeah, she got so, green hair too. Uh, yeah, Mr. Linda's got some green hair right now, yeah. living out yeah. her um, her Kelly Osborne hair dreams. Good. Uh, her Grinch dreams. Late. Yes. Um, and like November was like wow, it's like we had a lot of people come over. I know mm-hmm. we're in a pandemic and stuff, but uh, oh, my in laws came over. Oh, um, did you? And you survive? It looks. I mean, my in-laws are cool, so it's yes, like, that's good. whatever. Yeah. Um, we also had some friends come and stay. Um, and so I guess to get really depressing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Thanks for the warning. Um, so I don't know uh, how much listeners um, kind of stay on top of news coming out of the Philippines. Um, but... On the 28th, uh, two NDFP peace consultants, so that's the National Democratic Front of the Philippines, or like an anti-imperialist communist group, mm. two of their peace consultants, two elderly folks uh, by the names of Eugenia Magpantay and Agaton Topacio, uh, were murdered by the Philippine National Police. Mm. Um, and... I was, Gina and I were talking, uh, we were texting each other uh, about, like, there's this weird diasporic, and maybe we'll have an episode about this. Um, like, I, I don't know, like, I'm not related to these folks. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I, like, there's no one in my immediate family that engages in this kind of, like, radical badassery. Right. Um, and so I'm very, like, far removed from uh like when political violence happens um and so i'm feeling like this weird diasporic like i don't even know what to call it but i feel kind of helpless and then i also feel like shame because like i don't know as much yeah or whatever um but like i wanted to kind of honor them um and like we are here but like this like we're still very much a part of um I don't like this is still like the legacy of um like fast fascism and like not being able to um like I I don't know what I'm trying to say I feel you uh, I feel you I I just I want folks to remember um Eugenia and Agaton and know that like um folk like they're in their 60s mm-hmm. um, and so like quote unquote doing the work is really like a lifelong thing yeah um and so I don't know I just want to um honor them for like being badass right yeah I'm really thankful you brought them up today and I'm thankful that we had the conversation because I've been thinking about them too in a way where it reminds me of why our families flee Mm-hmm. Um, our, our country and so um, for them to stay at that age and be under the regime that they're under is very difficult and it's still happening everyday reality so yes um, honoring them and to you know I mean like how many how many times will we be erased from history so I'm glad yeah. that we on this um, airwaves for them <sighs> <laughs> so what else is going on in your life <laughs> Nicole Oh yeah, I'm applying for grad school. So, dun, dun, dun. so no one talks to me after this because I have to apply, get my applications in. I have to say I was pretty selfish. I was like, are you moving away? <laughs> um, no, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm battle reborn. <laughs> oh, you better copyright that. Someone's going to steal that. Oh. It's fine. What else has been stolen from me? <gasps> Just kidding. <laughs> no, nothing. It's fine. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll go into my update. So about a week ago-ish, my whole family has just recovered from COVID. Mm-hmm. It was, um, uh, we got it from a family member. There's only four of us. Wait, um, what? Yeah, so you didn't hear a lot from me in November because I was either sleeping or um, sleeping. Like, it really took a lot out of me. Um, yeah, it's, 
I can even, I, would, I think I'm going to make a zine about it. Like, so everyone knows what happens each day. Like the first three or four days, you're like, it doesn't feel so bad because it's like a, a fever that goes back and forth. And so you're like, oh, it's just a small fever or cold or flu. And then the fifth day kicks your ass. It's like you got body aches the next two days. You have headaches and then you can like, you have brain fog. I couldn't even read an email. Like I couldn't even comprehend incoming, like incoming and outgoing messages. So like whenever you two message me, I was like, I read it five times over. I was like, Jean, I seriously thought that you were just busy. No, I was like, I was like, I was like fighting for my life. And you know, I'm staying with my mom to quarantine away from my husband at the time. You, oh, you know, I was just fighting for my life. And then I stayed away from my, my husband. So that he's, you fucking Virgo. Yeah, <laughs> I hella handle it Virgo too. Cause I was like, I talked to my boss, like who's very compassionate the entire time and knew what, you know, having been in the medical field before. I knew what I was going through. I was just like, yeah, man, I can, I can still talk to this person on Zoom. And she's like, get off the damn computer. And I was like, oh, I'm being real Virgo right now. I'll, I'll stop. So, um, but yeah, my mom, I could have gotten COVID pneumonia, but I was staying with my mom who um, was the last to get it. Um, and <sighs> yeah, and she had it tough because what happens after the, Okay, so you feel all the symptoms, right? And then your body takes on one or two severely, right? So mine was coughing, hers was body aches. And so like every, each family member, my dad and brother had a different one that they held on to. Um, I won't tell you about diarrhea. I was like, yeah, I didn't get that one. Um, but <laughs> I got the coughing and it could have turned into pneumonia and my mom would give me nebulizer treatments in the middle of the night and so I was Damn. like I lived because of my mom you know and um yeah she's, we we are just eating up a star because we couldn't eat like okay so you know everyone's like oh quarantine weight you need that weight because when you get COVID it fucking depletes you dude like like my mom and I lost like 15 pounds and we're like dude that quarantine weight is so crucial like you need that your body needs that fucking Mm. body mass to live and so yeah so everyone who's like fuck my weight like no you fucking need that you need a fucking weight um because that's what <laughs> keeps you together anywho um <laughs> here i am um and <laughs> before everything happened i was able to put a, a five, my student final project pack it with gloves and a mask um and yeah those went out Gina, thanks for raising him. Um, and so I'm eating a lot, <clears throat> which is the best feeling ever because now I've rejuvenated my sense of life. And um, I was eating ice cream when I woke up. I like everyone. I took a nap before these episodes to be fully Jean. Um, and so I was eating ice cream. And I was like, "What are you doing? Why are you eating that?" And I was like, "You know what? I don't need the shame right now because mm. my body, my body, hella needs this. Like milk products." during um COVID feels so good because your body just just needs that vitamin d and it's just like milky and soft so um i will make i will make all the tips to um for my COVID scene that will be coming out i guess <laughs> maybe if oh i have time to god <laughs> um, i was in denial i fought my i fought my mom about it i was like i don't have COVID. we took the test you're like we have all COVID. so uh <laughs> Um, I was pretty mad at a family member I won't name. Um, um, maybe I'll heal from it. Mm. Maybe I'll heal from it, from um, what happened. Um, yeah. That's a way to add to the sound of uh, you. <laughs> That's heavy. <laughs> Take it away, Gina! <laughs> All right, no. <laughs> So uh, check-in stuff. So I just hit a 57-day streak in Duolingo, and I am kind of proud of that. That's hardcore. Dang. That is hardcore, and, honestly. Yeah. So I'm trying to practice Spanish, and yeah, that's it pretty much. Uh, like making, I'm making more zines. I'm working on a holiday cookie zine, and I'm learning how to use InDesign, so that's cool. Uh, finishing, yeah, in which, uh, yeah, I'm finishing my first- Hashtag level up over mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> leveling, leveling up those graphic design skills, which, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm finishing up my first 
um, semester in graphic des design um, back at CSN. Um, and since y'all were being real about things, like, I guess I will add that, like, uh, my dog also died in November, and it's been, like, a month today, and, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been really hard, but, like, uh, I'm just trying to focus on my own healing from that and stuff like that, and, yeah, that's, it's been, it was, it's been tough. <laughs> it's, that's why I was, like, yeah. yeah, November was, like, the longest month. <laughs> well, I'm really glad we're talking about these things during check-in, because it really goes in with our episode. Uh, Nicole, will you tell our audience about our third part to the series? Oh my gosh, who is this white woman? <laughs> um, but also asterisk, white woman of color. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, so who is, who's this white woman and why is she on the Panay podcast? Um, well, because Jean, Gina and I are three, what are we? We are three friends. <laughs> we are three friends who co-collaborated and organized a tiny zine festival. It's like, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not like whatever. Um, <laughs> And because our non-hierarchical organization is two-thirds Filipino, um, you know, majority mm -hmm. rule, so we brought Gina in. Just kidding. It would be, it would be rude to, like, um, talk about zines as healing and, like, our gene and, and my, like, um, involvement in them without, like, mm -hmm. being Gina, because Gina is very much a part of, like, our journey in, in doing zines. Um, so, um, I guess, but before we, I don't know, how, how should we do this? I, uh, well, let's, let's do like a quick, um, like, what are your pronouns? Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. and what do you do? And, um, what do people think that you do? Mm -hmm. Uh, so my pronouns are she, her, um, what is it that I do? I'm a comic artist. I make zines. Uh, lately, I've been making, like, stickers and buttons and, like, trying to, like, design stuff because it's something that I've found to be fun. Uh, like I said before, uh, I'm pursuing my second associate's degree, this mm -hmm. associate's degree being in graphic design. I'm also a barista at Crouchy John's. And what is it that people think I do? I don't like to think about what people think of me. <laughs> I hate thinking about how other people perceive me. <laughs> But, um, yeah, <laughs> I feel like people think, like, because I post, like, barista comics, like, maybe they think I'm, like, mean or whatever, because I, like, depict myself as, like, being angry or anxious, but I'm, I'm pretty nice, I think, like, nice. <laughs> even, like, the other day, like, like, a situation where probably somebody would have been, like, no, or whatever, I was, like, ringing up this woman, and I was, like, stamping her stamp card, and, like, uh I, and she was like can you give me two stamps and she only got one drink and it's like one stamp per drink and I was like yeah sure and I gave her two stamps <laughs> I don't know I'm, I'm pretty nice so right. I don't know I think I'm a nice one, so. I I think it's because you're a Scorpio <laughs> is, is what it is yeah. um but oh my gosh I'm doing this all out of order <laughs> you're fine. Ah, classic Espinoza um, so this is, so we have Gina on the third installation of the art and mental health, um, series on Bruja Baddies. So, um, I guess broadly, I think like any, pretty much any household, like, uh, doing the arts is kind of like considered as like a hobby, um, yeah. or like, you know, that's cool if you do that, but not professionally. Mm -hmm. Um, and so rarely are the arts considered to be like important career choices or like, I guess even important or relevant to uh, like society mm -hmm. <laughs> and civilization and making sense of things. Um, but, you know, folks like folks only support the arts unless it brings in like a lot of money. <laughs> and so we as Filipino misfits, we like hella know this. Mm -hmm. um, and that is not the Bruja way. And so, and neither is it the cozy way. And so that's why uh, we are closing out this series um, to talk with Gina and to talk about cozy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, thank you, Gina, for uh, giving us a little bit about you. Um, talking about cozy and what the fuck is cozy. So uh, cozy stands for Comics and Zines uh, Las Vegas Festival. Uh, 
a term coined by Gina because Gina wanted to like have a hip term like they say in <laughs> LA. So we were really happy to get a really cool name. But um, before any of this came into fruition, um, I had the pleasure of meeting both of them at different times in this like time compendium or whatever. So Gina, I had met at a, <laughs> a comics class that only Gina attended at Tiabi. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and uh, Gina was real funny. She did, um, at the time, it was um, a Panda Barista comic, and it was so funny. I still haven't forgotten it. And then I met Nicole, if you haven't heard in previous episodes. I mean, it's whatever. They can go back into oh, okay. past. It's whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I had met I, I saw Gina at one of the comic, the local comic festivals yeah, 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 at the yeah. library, and I knew that y'all were associated, but, like, I didn't go up to Gina's table because I thought she might be mean. She was <laughs> mean. No, just kidding. <laughs> it's been bang. <laughs> um, but then, like, wow. I, G, uh, Gina was like, hey, you want to put this thing together? And I was like, mm, okay. And then... <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And then meeting Gina was like, it, it's like really interesting how <laughs> we like talk to each other on an almost daily basis, mm-hmm. yeah. but, but we lead very different lives, I would yeah. say. Um, and that Gina is definitely our, uh, our connect to what the youths are into. <laughs> yes. She's also a resident commie. So, um, yes, we love you, Gina. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, I pulled these two together, uh, and they trusted the vision of running a comics and zine festival out of the center here in Las Vegas. Um, it was a fun-ass first meeting, but we definitely came together and were like, what the fuck are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what, is, what does this entail? Uh, and yeah, it's been quite an adventure uh, with the two of you and Bernie Sanders. <laughs> I, you know, it became, been, maybe if he came to our zine fest, he would have won. <laughs> you know, yeah, that could have been the vote that, that broke, you know. Honestly. Yeah, that whole room of people could have, like, really made a difference, right. like, voting-wise. Yeah. They could have, the yeah, they could have burned the Zern. <laughs> but it is, it's been such a treat over the years to, like, to see our friendship grow and to see each of us grow as like artists individuals and so, yes. so I guess I'm especially thankful for the both of you me too I love being the sounding board for all your creative drawings that um, come through digitally or on paper um they just bring me joy thanks yes I'm so thankful too to have y'all as friends like because I because you know I always like I do like send my ideas to y'all like like oh does this look nice and like so yeah and I'm, I'm very thankful for our friendships right um, <laughs> so before we dive into the art and mental health piece of today's episode we are gonna put Gina through a Filipinx ally pop queen I mean if like this is like the real test of our friendship <laughs> and, like, after this one. <laughs> and like um you as a as a white ally um so Gina just to clarify you are part white and what is the other part for the audience I am part white um so the white part is like English and Italian in case anybody was wondering and uh my other half I am Mexican hey we are we are cousins of the same colonizer yes yes yes, yeah Um, so there is a reason Gina is here as well as our friend. Um, all right, so... It's um, nepotism. Gina. <laughs> <laughs> Gina, what is your favorite Filipino food slash snack that isn't lumpia or pesto? Um, well, I actually, I mentioned this to y'all earlier, but I was like, maybe I will try Jollibee today as like... Uh, <laughs> I go. As I'm going to be on a... Did you live? What was that? How'd it go? Did you live? Uh, you yes, get? I did live. It was very good. Um, I got I got like a like the chicken sandwich with like garlic aioli. I think it is. Mm. I'm hungry now. Yes, and like Have you slow <laughs> Maybe, but like uh, also got like a bucket of chicken for my family, and I tried the uh, 
what was it like a peach mango pie oh, yes it was so fucking good it was like, mm-hmm. like a sweet flaky crust with like a nice fruity filling and uh yeah, my, dad, my dad liked uh jollibee as well so i'm i'm glad that he wow. liked mcdonald's watch out with that apple pie because um yeah that peach mango is fucking good all right so we're gonna award gina some points <laughs> towards um bringing jollybee to her white family <laughs> uh, second, the question, second question is what is your favorite filipino um pop culture icon that is it me or manny pacquiao <laughs> <laughs> um so i Lin, does linda berry count i think oh yeah I'm hell gonna- yeah yeah, I got her book a little while ago at the beginning of quarantine. Uh, was it uh, 100 Demons? Oh, did you love it? I loved it. Like, her her work is so poignant and so, like, personal and, like, just, I don't know, so much feelings and so, it's so tender and her, just her personality, I don't know, just her personality really shines through in her art, I guess, if that makes yeah. sense. That's a good choice. Nice. Good points for that. Nice. Um, here's a double whammy designed by Nicole. Um, provide an example of globalization, specifically involving the Philippines, that contemporarily impacts your life and how you leverage your white code to disrupt this legacy of U.S. imperialism in the Philippines. Hmm. <laughs> Five seconds. Um, I'll get back to you. Um, yeah, this is a take-home quiz, so... <laughs> Um, and anyone who is listening can uh, send us in the DMs your answer too. Um, all right, so we are in the art and mental health piece. Um, Nicole, take it away. All right. Um, so, like, what? It's not my turn. It's your oh turn. shit! It's my turn. Damn. But listen, but let me, but let me take it. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, Chino, like, have you been drawing like your entire life? Um, I think I have been from the womb. I think all kids draw and all kids like make art. And then I I don't know who said it. It was probably like some white person that was like, (laughs) all people are artists until artists or something like that until they get older or something. And then they have to like come out, either commodify it or like do a different path. Wow. Way to butcher that white person's quote. You know what? This okay. is decolonization yeah. happening. Right <laughs> I love it. Um, it. Ruins everything, to be honest. Hey. But yeah, um, is this uh, does this tie into the question? When did you start creating? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or I, okay. yeah, and I guess also like, um, like was there ever a period where, you, like, maybe you were pressured to, to not do art? Yeah, I think mostly that pressure came from, like, myself and, like, maybe not surrounding myself with the right people, like, people who, like, were also, were not really into art or have the same interests as me. So I think when I got to high school, like, I went to ECTA, I went to, like, a, like, a, uh, what's it called, like, a vocate, like, a high school where you pick a major and you major something. And I chose culinary, so I was like, oh, I'm not going to. I guess I won't focus on my art these four crucial years or whatever. And that was like a kind of a mistake. So I just felt really pressured to like not do art, I guess. I'm like, I don't know. But uh, then, I, then I went to college and I did, I majored in art at CSN. So yeah, I've been, so after, I think after high school, when I, when I started uh, at one of my coffee shop jobs, my first coffee shop job, uh, that was when I, when I had, like, that was when I was, like, really going through it. Like, I loved, mm-hmm. the, I loved the job at first, but, like, working alone, like, as a single person, as a single, like, young girl working in a coffee shop by yourself and, like, handling all the opening stuff, like, that took a serious toll on me. Like, so I think I started drawing to, like, I, I started making my comics and, like, like making my comics uh, about about my feelings, mm-hmm. maybe, like all the anxiety and anger that like came with it, and like some of them were funny. Like I dealt with it in like a like a humorous way. Like I was like angry, but I would de- depict it in a funny way, I guess. <laughs> yeah, opening shift is real fucking scary because um, everything rides on you, you know. 
so there's like one I don't know I think like probably like twice that I like overslept yes that's like, the greatest thing yeah it's tough it's tough um I, just, I did all the baking for the pastry case too so. I remember those pastries they were beautiful <laughs> that's when I was coffee shop hopping uh, at the time so I remember them they were yummy um, drawing was like kind of like your way of coping with these stressors um, and that was like pretty early on into your barista career and like um, yeah. it's like why did you because like you clearly still do that so like mm -hmm. what, like what is it about um, like what is it about doing that that like keeps you doing it if that makes much sense <laughs> like why do you still draw <laughs> that's a that's a good question so what is it that what is it about that that makes me keep doing that? I think, so when I got like more, <sighs> okay, so I don't want to say like, I don't want to be like, oh, followers are. Just only Gina. <laughs> okay, but like having like followers that like relate to that content and like saying like, oh, you put this into words for me, like kind of motivates me. Like it's, I guess it's vain to be like, oh, when people say they like my art, I keep a drawing for that reason but it's kind of true like I don't know I like to it's affirmations mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm. and it's like relatability yeah right right and my students follow you and they're like oh service service job mm -hmm. real deal it is they're, they're like I don't know they're it's emotional labor like right emotional labor it, it, it is like it is. well like service is emotional like you can't there's there's no like it they can't be divorced uh, from each other so it's like yes um okay <laughs> <laughs> so you know with the whole team of cozy i you know i send this question um nicole when did you start creating and um why you started creating as well you know i did not know that this is where this episode was gonna go <laughs> But I mean, okay. Uh, um, I have always been drawing, like since childhood, um, and like I always wanted to become like an artist by trade. But my mom was like, "You're gonna starve. You're just gonna be a starving artist." And so, of course, it's like, um, and then, and I'm not like a classically trained artist or anything. Like I, a lot of my stuff is just like doodles or, um, you know, I also do like some photography like very like hobby photography um and uh so I like had to um like think about what was I gonna do because we live under capitalism mm -hmm. um how was I gonna like what was I gonna do with my life because those like childhood dreams have been squashed yeah. um but then even as I like um like my first job at the airport or um, like working in retail, or even like my my fandom research, um, and like doing stuff with ethnic studies. Like art mm -hmm. is always embedded in that for me. Mm -hmm. And like I like the two, like I can't not do one without the other. Right. Like, so I think that for me, like doodling, there is like a like a self gratification because I do get to see over the years how like my doodles have. Um, like shifted um and the things that I draw about have shifted so like in high school of course like I would not um do homework but I would draw like small like comic strips about like the oh. boys, like the boys that I had crushes on um and which is like hilarious to think <laughs> about right now um and like it's also kind of like cringy to see like just how like I didn't have that criticality as like a, a a teenager <laughs> it's like so embarrassed it's like I'm gonna tuck that away <laughs> no one needs to see this ever um but like, yeah now I can't there, there's just like I cannot see my life without like doing zines or mm -hmm. without um drawing or using the element of like doodling as part of like my writing process especially mm -hmm. um and so like, I guess that's why I do it. Yeah. Um, back when I was infiltrating classes, I always saw uh, <laughs> your planner and your tablet full of color and um, 
just like the doodling and the handwriting and I was just like what the fuck it's so colorful and festive like if that were mine like I would want to do the things that you do and I always noticed about that about you and that's why I asked you to join Cozy because I was like there's really something here um yeah I'm now you know I was speaking over your shoulder during my spy days um, (laughs) that's why I knew that's why you sat like uh (laughs) kitty corner behind me it's because you're a spy I did always sit catty quarter for you. But you know what? I know I know you learned it. I know you learned it from those those other Asians. <laughs> those political Asians. <laughs> um yeah, for for me, like I've always been chasing art as the dream as the you know the dream, like, yeah, I'm gonna do this even if the you know the family does not like it. So yeah, mm-hmm. after like Gina's journey is very similar to mine, like um tried to pursue art, got small art jobs, and then um, started, but this is pretty cozy, um, an art girl gang called Hunger Creators. Um, two of my friends were in the middle of still coming out, so um, we kind of got disbanded because the stress of still coming out was like hard. And so then I started um, Plot Twist. Um, it's very hard to do art among men and manage so them. <laughs> I said it first, you know. Um, you know, uh, it was just tough because there's just a difference in like, like just value and, you know, work ethic. And then I met uh, To You, um, the new band uh, called Cozy. And it just, it gelled really well in a way where it was hierarchical. Um, everyone still pulled weight. Um, and I felt myself allow myself to be creative again in a way where it's like, hey, this doesn't always have to be comics. It can just be text. It can be just pictures, and y'all really gave that to me. And so, uh, my next question would be: How does this impact our mental health and this, this relationship that we have, and with our art? So, yeah. Mm. The mental health. Well, I think like I use comics to heal and like to cope with things. Like when I like if I were to draw like a comic like about something that like something bad happening I feel like it's like it's very freeing and like seeing mm-hmm. seeing like a comic or a drawing like about that feeling is like like it makes it come become more real if that makes sense and I don't know that's also kind of hard with like uh like because I make z- I like I try to make zines and I try to like share share my art like I, mm-hmm. I'm always worrying about like oh if I like I about like commodifying mm. my art like so like when I'm making art, I, I don't want to have to worry about like, oh, is this gonna, is this gonna, does this look good enough to sell? Like, I don't know. I, it's, it's such a complicated like relationship with like social media and art. Like sometimes I just want to like, just like talk to myself via comics and not like get anybody's like approved. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Raw feelings. That's real. That is a, that's very interesting and um, zero pressure, but I would love to see you talk to yourself in a comic. <laughs> like I think that would be so cool. that is yeah 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 That's, that would be a great prompt actually talking to myself <laughs> I've thought about it before but I'm like would this be too corny but I think I'm like, <laughs> I mean if, if it is corny whatever like yeah true right it's corny if you think hard enough <laughs> yeah everything yeah. yeah he alluded to that and like just doing it for yourself by mm-hmm. yourself like a secret yeah. and I, I always thought that after hearing her or them say that I was just like so beautiful. Um, what about you, Nicole? How is it um, impacting your mental health doing what we do? Um, so I started making some quarantines um, that like really helped me work through uh, quarantine. <laughs> and like um, also teasing out like my feelings, like my emotions. And um, I started to use, like, elements of, like, EMDR with, um, like, some of the topics in the zine. So, like, talking to my, um, like, my inner children, my inner teens, Mm. like, my inner young 20s (laughs) person. Um, Like, like EMDR is definitely um, a big part of my healing journey. And so... uh, and I think like when I was in the thick of doing EMDR, I was very much like, have y'all heard of this? Like, like a drug or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, yes. 
Um, this is so wild and like not everyone like is just, um, you know, like when, I don't know when I experience healing or like I have a breakthrough or an epiphany, I just want to share it with everyone. (laughs) And I want everyone to like also engage in that kind of healing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think like drawing it out is like also another way of journaling for me. I'm, Mm -hmm. I'm not a, a regular journal person. Um, but uh, it definitely helps, like, um, I, I, like, diverted, but, like, when I was talking about writing earlier, and so, like, academic writing, I have a lot of anxiety over it, and even if it's not, like, yes. specifically academic writing, but, like, so, like, I'm writing my personal statement um, for this grad application, and I'm, I'm f- fucking struggling with it, mm-hmm. um, and, because like, I'm putting, like, all this fucking pressure on myself, but, um, and I'm, like, I know what I have to say, but I'm having a really hard time, like, um, like, making it make sense, yes. and so for me to doodle out, so I'm regurgitating things that I, like, I know, but the, because of, like, drawing it, like, um, really helps me, like, organize my paper better, wow. um, or that, like, like, I feel like I'm getting somewhere with it, and so, um, that's, that's great for my mental health, (laughs) (laughs) because, like, because I definitely struggle with, like, imposter syndrome, um, and, you know, like, even, like, not being, like, as good of an artist as Mm -hmm. other folks, like, I, there's definitely a lot of, like, comparing myself to, like, other folks, and not being as, as, like, good of a student as other people, but, um, I, I did not like Jean when I first met her. What uh, happened? And like, and it was really just me, um, like projecting how much I hated my own art, and not uh, because Jean was like fucking out there, like, like she's fucking out there, like getting commission jobs, has a, you know, a, a print press, all all this shit. And I'm like, man, fuck Jean, <laughs> you know. But it's like, but it's like, oh shit, I'm just mad because I'm not doing what Jean's doing. Um, and then so like, the faster that I got over that, the faster like that I could have this beautiful friendship with Jean mm-hmm. and, and Gina. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, drawing is is very healing in like multiple ways. And I, you know, when I get into grad school. Mm-hmm. And um, when I graduate grad school, I like definitely want to incorporate uh, like zines yeah. as, as part of healing processes. Oh man, I can't wait for the, that day, you know, I'll be like front row graduation for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, you know, going back to the whole, you know, grad school, like academia is just violent for me. Like I am such a Virgo perfectionist that I like self-flagellate when it comes, that's why when people are like, why don't you go to grad school? I'm just like, I can like, every time I go into that space, I, I want to hurt self-harm, right? So, um, my journey with health and art really starts at, um, alternate reality comics across the street, because when academia was so hard, I would just go and find comics, kind of like what Gina and Nicole create, like where I could see myself, where people are having conversations about self-harm and struggle, and then I could heal. And so I wanted to say I've been on the receiving end besides the creating end of consuming art that way. So, yes. <laughs> oh, thanks, Ralph. <laughs> yes, thanks, Ralph. Yes, um, So, um, yeah. Um, go ahead and take it away, Nicole. Um, well, Gina... <laughs> Um, so I know you were talking about, like, um, like, some anxiety about, like, making your stuff marketable and whatever. Like, so what is your, what, like, for you, what is, like, your end goal with, um, with art? Mm -hmm. End goal, um, hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be cool to, like, I think I'd like to, like, publish something or, draw I don't know there's so much I want to do like I see like like playing like more video games you know gamer girl <laughs> I'm like it'd be kind of cool to like make a little video game or something like that or like mm-hmm. I, I, like drawing like web comics and stuff like that I don't know just 
wherever the wind takes me I guess like I you know like and like I said with like art like I think I do want to like pursue like graphic design as well and see where that takes me like I don't know I'm pretty I'm pretty aimless I don't know if I have like an end goal yet that's not aimless you have many aims that's (laughs) opposite of aimless is like aimful so yeah you're like you're full of aim it's just in different (laughs) directions This is like a cozy chat full of um, affirmations. It really is. It's like, <laughs> um, like I, we, we definitely are like, yes, I love that drawing. Make more of it. And then like, who did that to you? I will fuck them up. Like, <laughs> like, it's definitely like a part of our, our friendship and how we like organize things. I think. Yeah. It's like, oh, they said that fuck them we're not inviting them to shit like (laughs) uh i love those um especially the tweets that get circulated um so for the whole room here uh do you have dreams about community building through your craft you know inside cozy and outside of cozy yes definitely cozy is like a big part of that dream like i know we had big plans this year but Mm -hmm. i hope maybe move those plans to next year and keep like like cultivating a space for artists and zinesters to get together and, you know, experience the affirmations that we experience in this space. Like give that to other people as well, affirmations. Um, uh, Because I I think everybody deserves that. Um, And I think I'm a big like carer, like I care about people and I, and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, like dream, like, community building. Um, I think being a teacher would be cool. I know that's not feasible right now, but it's something I've like I've uh, feasible with like COVID. I mean, like, um, I don't know. I'd also, I'd also like, I've thought about like opening up my own coffee shop. Like, yes! before, and, like waiting. <laughs> and I think that would be like a cool way to like cultivate an, an, another space for like community and zines as well. And like, I don't know. I think that that would be like a really cool privilege someday to do, even though I have my qualms with coffee shops and like customers and stuff like that, difficult customers. But yeah, I don't know. It's still like, like kind of a dream, a vision I have. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's working for Malcolm Comics, I think, in Philadelphia. Um, She's a woman of color owner and it creates conversation with both uh, audiences those who consume coffee and those who read so yes yeah um what about you nicole inside and outside of cozy what is your dream on community building um well i like i was thinking about um how we did unlv's uh jnwc's take back the night mm-hmm. and like um that was a really cool um event and as heavy as it was, it was still, like, really fun to take part mm-hmm. of. Um, and so, like, I keep thinking about that as, like, um, like community building um, and healing together using mm-hmm. art. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I kind of covered it, like, um, whenever, when I do become, like, a therapist, I want to incorporate, um, zines into that, into my practice, mm-hmm. um, and, like, and, like, very much like zines, I want, like, healing to be accessible, and, and I, like, I also want to, like, go outside of capitalism of, like, um, I was, like, bartering, or mm-hmm. what it, like, that's, I just really want to decolonize um, healing work and right. folks receiving healing. Right. Um, wow, you raise a lot of good points. The whole accessibility part. Um, yeah, that, uh, wow. I'm just, because I think about our trade table, which was such a, uh, which happens at a lot of Zine Fest, but it was very new for our space here in Las Vegas, the trade table. Um, shout out to Daniel, who, um, managed that table and we became <laughs> friends also because of Cozy um, and just allowing people to consume and and in my dream to make you know I love that when people think about zines they think about us in the, in the in the Vegas Valley like hey like I want to make a booklet 
I don't know where to start. And that happened at um, JNWC um, with their healing team. They're just like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> where do we begin? And, um, and I love that, you know, the three of us are founded upon like not gatekeeping and like, um, you know, when we come to each other with problems, it's like, well, let's make a zine about it, you know, like, yeah. let's, and to be able to articulate that, like, I don't know anybody who would publish Gina's Anxious Baker or Your Barista Hates You, but it is very, uh, those are two very loved publications in our Vegas Valley, you know, so, uh, yeah, it's kind of wild to think that um, we still have content making without uh, somebody being like, no, our sponsors will hate that, or, yeah. um, <laughs> who the does it like who's the sponsor it's your friend that has like access to a copy machine <laughs> like <laughs> um, do what you want <laughs> um yes and so yeah um yeah I guess the two-part question to kind of um wrap up before recommendations is like are there any surprises with your growth for both of you and if you have any last pieces of wisdom or affirmation for those listening in our art and mental health series please share? Um, well, I think seeing people like relate to my artwork and seeing and seeing like my drawings and seeing like me as like being funny. I think that's like a big part of my growth. Cause like, I never really thought of myself like, like as being funny or like good at drawing or anything. <laughs> like, and I think I'm like definitely better at like community communicating through like comics than I am like speaking right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. I've always had like a hard time like making friends and I think like making art and like has helped me like make friends and stuff like that, especially sharing it through like social media and like through Instagram and stuff like that. I think I've kind of made friends through, through that. So that's, that's good. (laughs) And, um, I don't know. I think, um, what else did I write down? I also didn't know I could be like so vulnerable with my art and like that people Mm. accepting of it. Like, uh, I was just watching um, uh, like a tiny desk concert with uh, on NPR with a no name rapper, the, the rapper. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said like, let's heal the world through vulnerability. And I thought that was so, that was so great of like a phrase, like healing the world through vulnerability. I'm like, yes, that's, that's going to stick with me. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. And people's support means a lot too, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know if that made sense. <laughs> um, I don't know, like, <laughs> so, like, you say that, like, even for, like, I laughed when Jean said that people in Vegas associate, like, the three of us with, like, zines, and I'm like, I mean, maybe y'all, but I don't know about me, <laughs> like, like, I really don't, I have a hard time internalizing that, that I am part of, like, I have, I myself have infiltrated the way that gene infiltrates into other spaces <laughs> um into the underbelly of las vegas arts indie arts as like a space that like i like i hated at first <laughs> like um but you know you you find you find the people who are like down and who mm-hmm. aren't like stuck up or uh like gatekeepers are rude about what you do like you find folks who aren't elitist and then y'all make shit together um, yeah, that's good advice. That's really good advice. And like, and it is also like just like, it's exciting and always surprising. Like the people, like the connections that you make, and the and the the folks that you like, um, who are like friends with you now. Like I don't know. Like, um, I'm thinking about like uh, Justin Favela mm-hmm. and how like to me he's like a ce- celebrity as like this um yeah uh, this dope ass. Vegas-based um, artists with like these huge con- like installations that are like in oh. different states and different countries or whatever, and then it's and it's like, oh hey, you have my number now, cool. Like, I don't know, like right. we both we both have podcasts, cool. Let's be friends, like <laughs> like, and it's that's not what our like that's not what our friendship is, but it's like um, I don't know, it's like cool folks like find each other like Mm -hmm. somehow like if it's we just have um I don't know I'm just always surprised (laughs) (laughs) like uh by like what um like what this like our friendship and like the people that we know like 
how other connections develop or whatever. Like I'm always pleasantly surprised. Right. Uh, that really reminds me of all our cozy meetups. And, you know, we have uh, big hair graphic designers like Monet and Mo show up and they're probably like, no, nah, we're not the, you know, huge. And Art Club LV came along, you know, we have Lori Taylor, like, um, so yeah, like people who have always been kind of in the Zoom community or creative community um, show up and build community with us. And um, sometimes when we put up a call for these meetups, I'm always like, well, it's just going to be nice hanging out with the two of you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I'm always really happy when someone like Heather also shows up, um, who's Nicole's partner, because Heather tries, you know, and feels safe in the space to create with us. Um, somebody who wouldn't technically always draw, but has done really great zines. Um, wow. Wow. I, I can't wait for her to hear this. I constantly, <laughs> you know, when I introduce zines, I constantly use um, Heather's, uh, Heather's, I saw this design, uneducated uh, astrology. I love using that uh, for my classes. Um, we'll, uh, we'll somehow get that up on the Cozy website and on the web store. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> the white people or something like that. That was yes. really good. <laughs> so funny. It's good. It's really good. Um, I, I just love the joke with calling Zine Zines. Zine Zines. Or, uh, it was a joke that um, our friend Mo uh, kept going. Well, and, it's like, I don't know, because like there's also, there is elitism in like zines. Mm -hmm. But like we really try not to like uh, like find ourselves in that situation yeah. because it's like we didn't create zines and mm -hmm. so like like zines predate us and so yeah. like we're just here to get other people into zines yeah I never want to yeah. correct people when they say zine I'm just like I, I don't know I don't I always feel like I'd be elitist if I say like it's right. zine or anything yeah like yeah that. that would be fine um and so yeah our cozy meetups um you know have been part of my growth and journey because not everyone has access to art supplies or even to fold the paper. And we make it happen. We allow people to come hang out wherever we pop up. Um, and, you know, I look forward to that day again. Uh, hopefully post-vaccination or whatever. Oh, God, I know. <laughs> Anywho. Let's put it out there, y'all. Yeah. Let's make it happen. Putting it out into the universe. Let's head into our recs before we... Uh, wrap up this episode, Nicole. All right, real quick. Um, top three recs. So I'm going to recommend Milk and Tea, the boba shop. Um, right before or around election time, they were under some heat because they display, well, so the west side location in Las Vegas of Milk and Tea, they have like um, a Biden-Harris flag or like they had some, they had a, like a, a queer flag out there. <laughs> Um, and like, I didn't watch the video, but I guess like someone who wears a mask under their nose, the nose. <laughs> um, was making a big fuss about it, about like, like, well, they were like, educate me, educate me on why you want to vote for Biden and Kamala. And they weren't, they weren't like violent or anything, but it's like, why, why are you here? Like either buy the cop, either buy the right. boba, don't buy the boba, like go. Well, also, well, I guess that is considered violent because it's like, yeah, educate, energy. like bro, Google's free. Yeah. Um, but and so like as soon as I found out about that I was like I have to go give them my my measly earned retail money <laughs> um, and they are like so pleasant there um, like, great customer service yes. um, and so I tried the under oat drink which they so they have a whole um, RBG <laughs> like menu right now which makes me laugh even more because when Heather and I went uh, so she's an attorney and she did not understand any of like the legal puns in these drinks so I was like wow way to be like out of touch with your wheelhouse um but yeah I I encourage folks to um do, wait do they have two locations in the valley they have uh I think it's only one location yeah one it's in, okay like, LA and Oregon too but mm -hmm. yeah but for sure, if you're in Las Vegas, venture out to the west side and go to Milk and Tea uh, to give them your money um, and to uh, drive out uh, the 45 fandom from trying to get their boba and their, um, I don't know, their 
yellow fever, whatever they try to do at a bobo shop. I don't know. <laughs> um, let's, um, let's drive them out. <laughs> right, right. Um, and then get yourself some boba wasted sticker swag. Oh yeah. They're at milk good. and tea. Um, number two recommendation is Samante Cruz, who is a Canadian based, um, goldsmith, um, who also made my wedding ring. Uh, oh. But I love them so much. Cause like, and I think the, my love for them is like the, um, the algorithms are working against us. <laughs> it's like, I, I never see their content and I'm so mad. But, uh, so they post a lot of, um, videos on like their, their process, um, and I love their um, collection of Capua designs. Um, and I just, they are just ethical as fuck. <laughs> and um, they like engage in a lot of um, decolonizing Filipino history, like what it means to be um, Filipinex. Um, and they encourage self-care. Um, and so if y'all are looking for some cool jewelry, um, hit up their website. Um, mm-hmm. And then for number three, um, I recommend Tron, a Las, now Las Vegas-based um, tattoo artist who I've been following since Live Journal. So you know how deep yes, uh, my my fanishness is for her um so i so i've been part of the tron don the tron fandom (laughs) for fucking ever um and so i think that like representation matters like especially when um like with tattooing i don't like i don't know if i've ever had this conversation with y'all but like i so, like, there, there was a very short time that I wanted to become a tattoo artist. So I guess that's part of, like, this, oh. like, art journey. But, like, yeah. I, you know, um, I, I just, that's not for me <laughs> right, right now. Um, and so, uh, but, but seeing, like, finding Tron and seeing, like, a butch, uh, queer, Filipina, like, with all these badass tattoos and, like, really, like, really fucking doing the thing in like American right. traditional art mm-hmm. is like it was very inspirational and then the moment that she came out to Vegas I like jumped on that shit um so and we have friends um of our like little art group friends that get tattooed by her now too so wow. um, yeah a uh, star got a tattoo by Tron. Oh, right, yeah. yeah so 10 out of 10 I would definitely get tattooed again I was supposed to get tattooed on my birthday but I threw my back out um, oh I remember yeah <laughs> and so um post pandemic we're gonna make it happen um but in, yeah. the, in the meantime please hit up her online store because she has some really cool like Filipino tribal designs um, and also, her partner makes really cool press-on nails. They're beautiful. Yeah. Those are my recs. Right. Thank you. Gina. Okay, so my recommendations right now. Uh, I just rewatched a documentary called um, uh, But I Love the Zine. It's on YouTube. It's like 15 minutes long, and it will really inspire you to, like, get into zines or, like, create something. So if you need, like a like, a boost, like a creative boost to something to get you to want to like make a zine or draw or something like I would recommend that. Uh, second recommendation would be uh, No Name Book Club. So No Name, the rapper started like a like a book club. She does like a monthly uh, like a reading suggestion uh, mm-hmm. and all the, all the books are by uh, people of color. So uh, wow. I would, yeah, authors, uh, they highlight authors of color and uh, there's like, if you go and scroll, there's like a lot of like really good like book recommendations and like discussion topics. There's like a, like a handful of like local chapters that like you could check out like wherever you're based. And the, my third recommendation is if you're trying to learn a language, uh, stick to it in case anybody needs to hear that. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, I need to hear that, Gina. I'm only on my eighth day back on Dropped, <laughs> learning Tagalog. So um, thank you, Gina. I'll take that message to my heart. Um, my three recommendations. Number one, keep a paper calendar. It is a good friend during Zoom meetings. Mm-hmm. You don't look like you're on another device. You look like you're taking notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And it's, it's a time of year where I guess people get planners. So I guess um, 
support passion planner because they are um I don't have a passion planner I get anxiety I'm gonna work towards it I'm not gonna (laughs) (laughs) well you know they they have a digital one now yeah they have a digital one and they have like lower um anxiety inducing ones Mm -hmm. so I have I'm gonna take the quiz and I'm gonna figure it out but I just need space to draw um and but yeah it just it's just different because when I used to last year in 2018 I would always be on google calendar and my calendar would fill up and I because I wasn't physically seeing like the space it was taking in my life so I was like okay I just need to write that shit down Mm. big big game changer so yeah something to opt out for to just reduce your you know online activity I guess a second one which is an app that I'm recommending as for like get off (laughs) um headspace app I just love headspace app Uh, I'm currently doing the appreciation series after living in my COVID days, like I have a better appreciation for my life. Just like, hey, I'm so glad I can grieve and not cough today. Uh, and my third one is um, being open to delays in your life and asking um, people in a way where you're like, hey, I need, I'm articulating I'm sick. I have a really great client um, for Plot Twist who has been real chill about um, just me in general and my health and my well-being. So I, you know, my employers and my clients, you know, who have just been real MVPs and just being like, you are you and take care of you. And so, um, yeah, being a Virgo has been this weird balance of just like, how can I let people know? Um, and now I've grown and like, y'all will know. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, those are my three racks and I just, um, happy to be here. <laughs> um happy that you are here um COVID free <laughs> yes um so this wraps up our art and mental health series I hope that you took away um the, from these past three series and from our crew here at Cozy um we have a website that we are building but it is it's here CozyLV.com C-O-Z-I-L-V.com um, to find out more about us, um, and I guess Facebook and Instagram too. Um, awesome. Shout out to our our web mistress, my yes. partner, Heather Goodlit. <laughs> yes, who really pulled some MVP moves in trying to do what they do on when the- when our ADHD brains <laughs> cannot <laughs> do it. Um, yes, it is. We love the paper, but the internet is a different story. Um, so. This is, uh, thank you again, Gina, for being here. Uh, uh, thank you for being cozy, the band that I needed in my life. Um, this is Gina. This is Gina. Oh, wait, was I not supposed to say that? Oh, you got it. You're good. You know what? Your quiz answers, I'll allow it. <laughs> and this is Nicole, and this is a Panay podcast to magically and artistically disappoint your parents. 